Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Creative Kindergarten Podcast. My name is Amanda, and I'm an early childhood educator in Ontario, Canada. And this podcast is a place where I talk about all things kindergarten. I pick a topic for the week, and I share my thoughts, my ideas, my learning around that topic. Before we jump into this week's podcast episode, I wanted to just put out a couple of reminders and things that are happening over here. One of the things is that I will be uh, on the Scholar's Choice webinar coming up on July 4th. You can sign up for it for free. I will be talking about my three-day read-alouds. I've talked about them a lot over on this podcast, on my blog, on my Instagram, but I always get a lot of questions about them, about how I do them and all that kind of stuff. So if that is something that is interesting to you or you're interested in, I guess, you can sign up for that free webinar. I will put the link in the show notes for you. And I will be hosting that over on July 4th. I think it's at 8 p.m. Eastern. I'm really excited to be partnering with Scholar's Choice. They've been doing some amazing webinars with some amazing educators. So make sure you go and check them out. But yeah, definitely sign up for it. If this is um, the three-day read-alouds is something that you're thinking about for next year, or maybe just you have more questions about it, it's going to be a great webinar with lots of information and resources and everything that I can share with you. And the next thing I also wanted to remind you, if you're looking for more professional development, I'm a professional development like person for the summer. I like not overdoing it, but I do like to have a few things scheduled throughout the summer to grow my practice and to get my wheels turning for the new school year. So um, the camp kinder registration is still open and there's going to be so many great presentations by amazing educators on such a variety of topics and it's all Canadian educators so it's really geared towards um, people living in Canada and teaching in Canada. Um, I'm sure if you live in the States (laughs) you'll find plenty of things as well but I know there's not a lot of professional development like super geared towards Canadian educators so Camp Kinder is the way to go. I will also link that in the show notes for you if that is something you are interested in. And last, but definitely not least, if you have not already checked out my book club series that I am doing on Thursdays for the book, Literacy's Foundations for English Learners, make sure you are checking that out on Thursdays. It is all about um, how to incorporate structured literacy instruction and teaching English uh, English literacy to English language learners. And so it's been, I don't know, I love that book and it's been such a great uh, time recording those podcast episodes. So make sure you're checking those out on Thursdays and check out that book as well. Now that I got all of that out of the way, let's jump into this week's episode of the Creative Kindergarten Podcast. I wanted to talk about something that is probably too late for some educators, but maybe we'll have you thinking about um, your school, maybe for next year will be useful or something like that. Uh, I was thinking about how we still have two weeks of school left, um, 10 days of, well, nine days of having students in class and then an extra day of being able to be in the school without students. And I was thinking about the monumental task of getting the classroom cleaned up and ready for summer and ready for the next school year. And I thought I would record like a quick podcast episode just around my thoughts around this and, you know, what I plan to do to over the next two weeks to get myself ready for the end of the school year and some like little um, 
reflections that I have. The first one being like, I don't want to stress my students out. There's always this balance that I find myself in when it comes to the end of the school year. And wanting to, I'm again, very type A, maybe if you followed me for a while, you definitely know this, but um, I'm very type A about my things. And so I want to just like get stuff done off my to-do list, checked it off, be done with it. So when I start getting things ready for the school year, I know that I can just like tidy, 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 clean up, put away, throw out whatever it is and I have to realize that for a lot of my students like they're transitioning you know some of them are going to grade one or some of them are not looking forward to the summer with their uh, being uh, out of school for the summer so I have to be very mindful of how my actions as an educator might be affecting the kids and even though I am very excited for the end of the school year my students might not be feeling the same so I have to be careful when I am putting things away or when I'm tidying things up or taking things home, whatever I might be doing, I want to make sure that I'm not just like, you know, all of a sudden the kids come in and like there's bare um, shelves and like everything's put away and they don't have access to things they had access to previously. And so I want to make sure that even though I'm organizing things and I'm getting things ready uh, to take home or put away or whatever it might be, I want to make sure that I'm not doing it in a way that is disruptive to my students' classroom environment or to their learning. Like it's still their classroom for the next two weeks as well. Like I have to, I'm sharing the space with them and I want to make sure that I'm providing them with the opportunity to, you know, finish the school year with a classroom that is enjoyable to that for them as well. So that's my first thought, my first reflection on end of the school year, like cleaning up and like putting things away. My next thing is that our school, I don't know if all schools want this, but they want us to take everything down. So nothing on the walls. Uh, they don't want anything on shelves. I don't know where we're supposed to put everything if they don't want everything on shelves, but so that they can do like a good, like deep clean of the classrooms over the summer. I totally understand. But then it's always like, I have to take everything down just to put everything back up again in a, in a few weeks. And so... I'm really mindful of like how I'm going to store all of the things that I have to put away and how I can like make it so that it's easily accessible to for me to put back up in September or whenever the school year starts. So one of the things that I started doing um, is having my sound wall because that's like the biggest thing I guess in the classroom is like the sound wall. I put all the sound wall on magnets and then I put them all in the order that they go up onto the word wall, I put them in order of that into like a Ziploc bag. And then we start off the school year with nothing on the sound wall anyways. So whenever I am teaching them a new sound, I can pull it out of the bag. And because they're in order, I'm not like digging through the bag looking for the one that I need. So if you can put things on magnets, best thing, if you have like whiteboards and stuff that have magnet that are magnetized, best thing you can do is just put everything on magnets so that it's easily, easily uh, put up and taken down and you don't leave any like gooey residue behind. Nothing sticks to our like painted cinder block walls anyways. We've tried all year <laughs> to put stuff up on the walls. We have this massive map of the world where students brought in pictures of their families and they could talk about where their families were from. And we had all the pictures like linked um, to the map. And I swear that map must have fallen down at least once a day, every single day since we put it up. Sometimes it would fall in the middle of the day as well. And so we've kind of given up and we've already taken that down <laughs> because it was just too much. It was like such a pain in the butt. But 
so really I don't have a ton of stuff to take down off the walls. There are the bulletin boards, but that's like student work. I always have like art that students have done on the bulletin board. So there's not a ton there. Mostly it's the sound wall and um, you know, like the visual schedule and all that kind of stuff that need to be taken down. But again, on magnets makes my life so much easier. Um, I did see a trick. If you have bulletin boards and um, you want to be taking a lot of stuff down all at once, there are like, you know, those staple removers, like you can get one that's kind of like a stick. I don't know if I'm going to be able to describe this properly, or you can get one that's kind of like, um, it almost looks like an alligator mouth and you like um, shut it close and it pulls out staples. I've done this for years and I saw somebody doing a reel on it and I was like, oh, I don't think I've ever shared this. I thought this was just common knowledge, but I use that to take all the stuff off my bulletin boards and it makes it so much easier to pull the staples out instead of trying to use your nails and stuff to like dig the staples out of bulletin boards, but definitely get yourself a staple remover and just go through and just pull things off the bulletin board that way makes your life a million times easier and it saves your nails because <laughs> I every once in a while I can't like I'm just trying to pull something off quickly and I don't grab it and I'm using my nails for it and you always like I don't know mess up your nails or you're ripping the the school work or whatever it might be that's on your bulletin board so a staple remover will save you when you're taking down your bulletin boards the next thing that I suggest and it this is just me maybe it's not even a suggestion this is just my bright way of thinking I don't keep any original copies of anything ever. Um, sometimes I give my teaching partner an activity or something and if she has time to photocopy it, I'll give her like the original and then she'll photocopy and she'll give me the original back and I'll be like, I don't want this. I do not want extra papers just lying around. This isn't the case for things that you have to keep. Like, um, I don't even know what we have to keep, but like, but the originals of things that you're just photocopying of activities, I can reprint that Anytime, um, if you bought it on Teachers Pay Teachers, it's going to be in your purchases. If you have it saved to your computer, it will be saved next year. If it's in your Google Drive, it'll be there. I just have never encountered a time when I've gone back into all the photocopied or all the originals of my photocopies and like found something. It's 10 times faster for me to just find it on my laptop or on my computer, on my iPad, whatever it might be, and send it off to the printer and, may and have it make 20 whatever copies I need all at once instead of trying to find that original in a stack of papers. So my big thing is I just don't keep papers. I, I keep things that I do keep are, um, if I do artwork and I have like an exemplar for the students, I keep those so that I don't have to do them again. Anything obviously that's been laminated and is an activity that can be reused over and over again. I keep that, but anything that's just a photocopied piece of paper is gone. I can't, I do not have the mental capacity to organize all those papers and I do not have the time to sift through them and find everything that I need every time. So I definitely just, you know, I, I just let the kids use it. So definitely simplify your life. Even if you make a file on your computer or on your, in your Google drive. So it has all the things that you need for the school year would be so much easier than trying to like file fold all of the, all of the papers that you use throughout the school year. Another thing that I have done throughout the school year to just make the end of the year a little bit easier for me, especially because we are two educators in the room and you just mm -hmm. never know. 
especially over the summer if they're moving things or if you're moving classrooms whenever i buy something for the classroom or whenever there is something that is mine for the classroom that um you know is for myself to keep like it doesn't belong to the school i always make sure that i write my name in sharpie on the box so let's say i buy a set of blocks for the classroom i write my name in sharpie on them on the not on the blocks on the box <laughs> that it came in not on the blocks themselves so that if ever i'm trying to figure out like oh is this mine is this my teaching partners that i borrow it from somebody because over the school year like your brain just turns to mush and especially in june when you're trying to like clean up and put away things and organize you want to make sure that things are going back to the right people or going back to the right spot having my name on things has just made it so much easier same thing for my books always at the end of the school year i have people returning books that they've borrowed from from me throughout the throughout the you know the past few months and so i have a stamp that has my name on it that i put at the front of each of my books so i know that people will bring them back to me so you don't necessarily have to have a stamp you can just write your name and in ink on the book that's fine as well but labeling like we talk about kids labeling belongings labeling your belongings as an educator is also super important <laughs> as well. And it just makes end of the year cleanup so much easier when you know right by looking at something, if it is yours or if it's the school's or if you know it belongs to somebody else in the school as well. My last piece of advice is just also not to stress about you know having a completely clean classroom and having everything organized for the new school year before you leave this school year. You are going to come back in September refreshed, ready, or September, August, whenever. <laughs> You're going to come back to the new school year refreshed and ready, where right now, I think, if, any, if everybody's feeling sort of like I'm feeling, you're just feeling burnt out and like done with this year. And so making sure that you're not like putting too much pressure on yourself to have everything clean and tidy and put away and organized for next school year. Like you can have time to do that when you go back to school in September. I know it feels like um, overwhelming and it can be a huge to-do list, but it's really not. If you make sure that, you know, you're staying organized throughout the school year and you do a bit of a tidy before, you know, the end of the school year is done, you'll have plenty of opportunities to organize your things come the new school year. And really if it, I try to follow the same philosophy in the classroom as I do at my house. Like if it is something I haven't used in the past year, then I'm just not going to use it and I can let it go. And I try to follow the same philosophy for the, the school as well, where I, you know, I will go through my things in either June, depending on my capacity at that point, or in September and try to figure out like, what do I need? what is what is just not going to be helpful this school year let's let things go you know throw them out gift them to a different educator you know you don't need to just have so many things um in your classroom that you need to clean up year after year so definitely don't stress about it if you're stressing at the end of the school year give yourself like a little to-do list and every day before school or while the kids are engaged in something tidy up a little corner of the classroom so you're not doing it all at once if you're moving classrooms like i did last year that's the part that i found stressful last year is you know not wanting to empty the classroom of all my things but still needing to like 
have all my things moved on the last day of school. So really just what I did is I organized everything so that I knew I can just like pick up and transplant it. So things were put in bins, but they I didn't empty the classroom. And so when it came to the last day when we had no students, but we had a work day and and then in the school, I was able to just put it on a trolley and bring it over to the new classroom without um, too much, um, you know, disruption to my day, I guess, because it because I had already organized it. And if you are moving classrooms and I know it's stressful, I did it last year. One of my biggest things is my I always look for a silver lining is you get to purge and you get to organize and you get to see what you have. And I love a good purge at the end of the school year. I love um, throwing things away. I love getting rid of things. And so I take it as a great opportunity to go through my stuff and just make sure that everything that I have is, you know, still relevant to my practice and is still, you know, working and is still able to be used with my students. So definitely take that as an opportunity to go through your things and get rid of the things that you don't want anymore more that you know what is that like uh, marie is it marie condry what is her name like touch it and if it doesn't bring you joy let it go or something same thing in the classroom if it's no longer bringing joy to yourself or your students just let it go be like elsa and just let it go (laughs) and you know there will always be new things for you to discover with your students and so i don't want you to be stressing about um you know keeping things that no longer serve a purpose in your classroom So yeah, that is kind of my thoughts on the end of the school year. Let me know, are you moving classrooms? Do you have to switch or are you staying in the same classroom? Are you a purger like me, like get rid of all of this stuff? Or do you like to hang on to things? I'd love to know. And uh, yeah, so follow me over on my Instagram. I will be posting about this podcast. And so you can tell me, do you get rid of things or do you like to keep things um, and year over year and just have like a, a pile of papers and things that you like to look through? I'd love to hear your thoughts. And so thank you again so much for joining me. If you're not already following the Creative Kindergarten podcast on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to, make sure that you do. I usually put out new episodes every Tuesday and the year gets really busy. So uh, make sure you're following me so you know whenever I put out new podcast episodes. And right now there's an extra podcast episode for the book series on Thursdays as well. Follow me over on my Instagram at blog on TBT. Again, thank you so much for joining me and I hope you have a great day. Bye.